Hello, and welcome to Jurassic Park. Um, That's the intro. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe immediately. Wow. Okay. (laughs) If anybody is willingly going into Jurassic Park at this point in history, (laughs) if we're to believe that... All right, so they had me with the first three, okay? I mean, it was it was inconceivable enough as it is. But when Jurassic World came out, I was led to believe it was sort of a soft reboot of sorts. But no, mm-hmm. once we got to the end of this trilogy, we came to find out that all the events that happened in the first three movies still count. They fully count, including the whole Barbasol can business. All that stuff really happened how how do we coexist with with the dinosaurs how do they not nuke that island from the sky i don't get it i don't know um i haven't seen the new or the last two i saw the first jurassic world but that's it all i know Um, is we we put our faith in the hands of chris pratt and his ilk and this is what we got it didn't work out did it it did not it did not. I, I have tickets for the new Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic World movie <laughs> on Friday. Really? Yeah. Because, okay. <laughs> because Kayla and I are going to see, um, we really want to see Nope. Ah, uh-huh. But we're obviously concerned about movie theaters right now, especially with my father being immunocompromised. Right. So we, we've decided we're going to go to the drive-in. Oh, okay. So we bought the tickets for the drive-in for like the car for, but like, it, so it's a double feature because they always do double features of the drive-in. So the the second movie is the new Jurassic World. What's and we don't care. We're not going to watch it. <laughs> what sucks is that the second movie on the other screen is Elvis, which we do want to see. Oh, interesting. But we can't switch over without paying for both of them. So. All right. You know. So how does how does your driving work? Do they have like a radio station you tune into? Or yeah. Do they give you a speaker? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If for some reason something happens to like your radio or whatever, it's not working, you can rent for like two bucks. You get a little speaker. Oh, okay. But yeah, they just have a station. They have a station for each screen, and you just tune into it. I'm surprised it's not app based yet because that seems like a layup. It's. I'm sorry. It's what. It seems like it would be a layup if it were just at-based at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. But whatever. We, we're we trying to get the old-school vibe of it, I understand. So, of course, you know, the radio. I'm, I would imagine it's cheaper for them, too, right? Yeah, I mean, but once the initial development of the app is done, and I would imagine, like, every drive-in in the country, those that are left, would want to partake in this, you know, ease of access thing. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time... Why would you invest in making an app when someone could download a radio app too? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's the true. problem. That's it's, true. And yeah, so but yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go do that Friday night. We'll have a great time. I hope it's. Thank I you. hope it's good. I hope you enjoy yourselves. Thanks. Uh, we will enjoy. Nope, and then leave when Jurassic World comes on. <laughs> <laughs> you will enjoy. Nope, and then nope out. <laughs> yep. Just uh, simply will not. All right. So, I understand that a good portion of these notes I put on here today, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to talk about a few of these things, so I'm going to let you choose what you want to know about first, based on your curiosity out of these vague-ass uh, checkboxes I put on here. So, we have... Well, go ahead, I'm sorry. What is the RRR movie? Exactly. So, we have Pink Sauce, we have Triple R, 
the movie. Okay. We have the Power Washer Simulator game, which you've already commented on what. And from the more straight-laced uh, side of things, we have the recent re- uh, recently released Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Yes. So what, um, do you, what do you want to discuss first? I want to know what the horror, horror movie is. Okay. So, are you familiar with Bollywood? Yes. All right. Awesome. Am I familiar? Am I? Am I familiar with an entire <laughs> cultural Hollywood film infrastructure? Yes, I am. Familiar I mean, with it. you know, I I gotta preface it with that, you know, because it's, sure, it's got sure. it. We're going to we're going to segue into Tollywood, which is a a similar uh, entity. Telugu okay. cinema, known as Tollywood, is the segment of Indian cinema dedicated to the production of motion, pi- motion pictures in the Telugu language, widely spoken okay. in the states of Andhra Pradesh and Telangana. Telugu cinema is based okay. in Film Nagar, neighborhood of Hyderabad, India. So okay. now that we know what that is, there is a movie that people have been obsessed with lately called RRR. Or I just call it Triple R for short. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly how we're supposed to refer to it, but it's on Netflix, so it's easily okay. accessible. Came out this year. Now, having watched a couple of Bollywood movies and seeing clips over time and stuff, I kind of knew what I was getting into. I was not ready for this. <laughs> there is a time in my life before I saw Triple R. Oh, no. And I am forever changed after seeing this film. In a, in what in a bad way? You may you may ask me if this is an action film. Is it a love story? Is it a musical? Is it a dance film? And to that, I say yes, it is. Oh well, those are good things. It is all of those things. I was worried it was going to be like some sort of horror movie or something based off that description <laughs> of like I have never recovered from this movie. Some of the greatest fight scenes I've seen. This side of the raid took place in this movie, Lex. That's fantastic. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, like, the, like, <laughs> well, I know this isn't Bollywood, but like, beautiful films have been coming out of, you know, that like that er- area for years. So I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. But this is, you said it was Tollywood? Tollywood, yeah. Yeah. So, this is, this is something that has broken out of just the, the genre and has completely, like I said, it's taken over Netflix. It was a number one movie on Netflix for a couple of weeks. Um, it's got a 187 minute runtime. It's got a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm telling you, you will be a different person after you see this movie. It's fun. It's such a, just an enjoyable movie to watch. That's great. Yeah, I I miss movies being fun like that. Um, and I felt it again for the first time because we've been watching um, uh, the Studio uh, Ghibli or Ghibli mm-hmm. films, like, and I've never seen them, and Kayla's seen them, you know, many times. So or most of them, many times. So it's just like it's a whole new world for me, and it's that same feeling of like you're. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm enjoying movies again. Yeah, like the Studio Ghibli stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like historic, the stuff that's out there. Uh, Miyazaki and his his story crafting 
uh, is, is legendary. Um, there, there have been times where he's contemplated retiring. He has retired numerous times. He has, but every time the Japanese government begs him not to. <laughs> <laughs> That's how widely regarded he is. He's just like somebody that makes films that are universally loved, you know, in, in a way that we feel about, uh, Disney over here, yeah. you know. That's the most comparable way to think of it. And I mean, you've seen it, you know, he's, it's just such heartfelt moments and, and, and beautiful imagery on the screen and, and stuff you would never imagine in a million years right there in front of you, like a cat bus. Who would have thought of turning a cat into a bus? Not me. I love cat bus. You know, yeah. <laughs> have you seen How's Moving Castle yet? Did you mention that? Yes. One? Okay. Little, little, little chubby mouse. With the with the soot sprites, mm-hmm. that whole oh my goodness, they're just adorable. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's good stuff all over. I mentioned this in the Discord as well, but it's a, it's also endearing that there is a place uh, in Japan. Uh, it's a it's a Studio Ghibli museum where they have mm-hmm. you know different items from their uh, from their history uh, in one place, but you can't take any photos there. You just have to go and experience it yourself. That's what they demand. And people, I respect that a yeah. lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, like I, so when you're telling me, hey, this movie is like the RRR movie, RR movie, um, like triple R movie is like making you feel that way about yeah. film that you haven't felt in a long time. I'm like, oh, I totally understand that right now. Like I'm in that mode too. Um, and that's such a gift when filmmakers find a way to do that because so many things have been done. Yeah. And, and it's, it's easy to be cynical. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so the, the triple R movie, it's fun. It's not fun in the same way as the Studio Ghibli stuff because I don't want to give that impression. So no, 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 no. If you've I ever should, imagined should, what it yeah, would look I, like for a man to throw a tiger at someone, this is the movie for you. <laughs> There's a, a, a point in the beginning where it's like, okay, this is a very interesting story. I want to get involved. I want to know how this works out. But eventually, you have to come to a point where you decide, I am going to put my expectations on the shelf and let this movie drive. And once you do that, you will have a good time. <laughs> right. No, yeah. no, no. I didn't mean it's the same type of movie. I just meant like that that feeling is what it made me think of. <laughs> oh, I feel you. <laughs> so I need to check that one out. You said it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can watch it in slices too. It, it has like, you know, distinct points where it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to take a break right here and do a little bit of exposition. So I, I, I recommend kind of breaking it up, you know. If oh, you okay. if you get to a point where it's like, all right, I need to take a break. That was too much because <laughs> it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Triple R. What do you want next? <laughs> hmm. I guess you can talk about this goddamn power washer simulator. Power washer simulator game. So, of course, we all remember that episode of The Simpsons where... Bart puts on the VR goggles and he plays a game called like, you know, lawn work simulator or something like that. Well, over the years, that's become more of a reality than just a fantasy. 
There is a lawnmower simulator game where you could take like popular lawnmowers from push mowers to ride on mowers. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Power Washer Simulator, which is a game created by one person who was just fascinated, fascinated with power washers. And he wanted to recreate that experience in a game. So he did. And he's 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 given progress along the way and people have been cheering him on and and promising like look as soon as this comes out i'm buying it and it's gotten such a following that xbox decided to put it on game pass and so i had to check it out and when i tell you it's actually kind of soothing it's relaxing just sitting there (laughs) no i can i can understand that like i mean that's why a lot of these simulator games have been popular right like my nephew plays the farms, someone one of the farm simulator games. I think it's one. I don't know if it's one on Game Pass or what. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'd play it. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah, so it's it's a game where it's set in the fictional town of Muckingham, and you take control of a small power washing business, and okay. yes, you get jobs and stuff like that. And while you're doing your jobs, you know, like uh, the first thing you do, of course, is clean off your van. Because uh, of course, if you were a power, power wash company, was it a power washer? I don't think you're supposed to take power washers to cars, are you? Yeah, I mean, there's various nozzles that you can use on the power washer. Oh, for okay. Different pressures. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to use a too powerful one. Like they don't, they don't have that in there. But yeah, I mean, real life, obviously, you want to be careful about the intensity of the uh of the stuff that you use. Don't try this at home. I mean, we'll do because they sell them on Amazon. But be careful. I guess. So we're not responsible for anything ever. Absolutely not. Nothing. <laughs> so the first thing you do is you clean off your van and that kind of acts as a tutorial. So you go through that and every time you like successfully clean off a part of it, like, Oh, you've cleaned off the rim. Then you like rack up like a dollar or $2 or something like that. I don't know why you're paying yourself to clean your own van, but whatever, we'll let it slide. So when you get money, what do you do with the money? Do you get like, you know, sex workers or something with it? I don't know. No, you get different soaps and different cleaning supplies for your power washer. You buy more stuff for work? That's right, you do. Capitalist scam. No. (laughs) Because you love your job or something. So while you're doing your job, people text you and, you know, give you like a heads up on other jobs. So, the first thing you do is you clean a house, and then while you're cleaning the house, they're like, you've done such a great job. We have a playground. You go to a playground that looks like Silent Hill, okay? <laughs> like, there is rust spots on stuff, but, you know, there's nothing you can't handle with your handy power washer. But at first, it just looks like a nightmare. And then you get to clean a house that looks like the Adams Family house. And by the time you're done with it... It's kind of sad. It's kind of like, you know, bittersweet almost. Because once you clean it up, it just looks like any old other house on the street, you know? Yeah. At least it had character. It a little bit. Right. At least it had character before. Now it's just, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, another house on Mockingbird Lane, whatever. So. No, we're not bringing it back to the goddamn monsters. No. <laughs> no, not again. So they're bonus levels where you get to step out of the narrative of the game and clean off, like, a steam engine or uh go to mars and clean off the mars rover that sort of stuff so yeah. of course obviously of course you go to space so surprisingly 
the game is very popular. People have really been enjoying it. You know, it's a relaxing time. People will turn on a podcast or they'll just listen to the soothing yeah. sounds of the water rushing through their hose and, and relax. So obviously, um, you don't want to have the volume all the way up as you would when you're playing a regular video game or else you might keep your spouse awake, uh, while they're trying to sleep. Like, like, like I, like I did the other night. Uh, <laughs> Who texted me in all caps? I can hear you power washing down there. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear you power washing down there. Yes. (laughs) So, fun game. I highly recommend it. It's on Game Pass, so, you know, you can do worse with an hour or two. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds interesting. Um, uh, I I mean, it is on Game Pass, so... I still say, yeah. after knowing what that game is, I'm happy for the, the creator, but I'm also like, I'm still like, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he put the uh, the money system in there because it, it does act as like, you know, motivation, point gathering, that sort of thing. To Yeah, you need some sort of point system. Yeah. You know, something like achievements in there for people to keep on trying to get and that sort of thing. So You're like, I got to get Suds Plus or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it <laughs> does... It does kind of like go to that that disassociation point in your mind though while you're doing it like fuck mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm doing this power washing I could be doing something productive in my own home that involves cleaning probably and just turn on a podcast and do that and it'd oh, probably be for the best but you know? depression and anxiety don't know that no you know you I know? can't can't sit on my booty while I'm like you know power washing in real life so you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> sometimes you need games like that yeah like i played that like farmville game for a really long time not farmville it was something it was something like that was not it... the facebook one it wasn't the facebook one it was like a one on the ios was a stardew valley heyday That's heyday hmm. okay <clears throat> on my phone yeah yeah. And that was a very helpful, like, anxiety game for me for a while. That's good. Did, did you ever get into Animal Crossing? I can't remember. Yes, I did. I enjoyed ah, that a lot. With the kiddos. I my nieces and nephews. It was fun. Right, 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 right. Kayla doesn't play a lot of games, but I think she's debating, and unfortunately, I think she would have to, like, delete my account to play it on my Switch. I don't oh. think you can start a new game. Yeah, I don't think. Well, no, I think maybe if you add another user then okay. you know they have their own file. So I, I would try that before deleting. I'll try that first. Yeah. But yeah, I think she was interested in playing that at some point. Cool. She's not a big gamer, but like that that's a the kind of game she likes because she has the Sims on her computer right now. Ah, the latest one. Okay. Yeah. She may also like Power Wash Simulator, just saying. <laughs> uh. She might. <laughs> All right. So that's that's the other ridiculous story that I had here. It's it's just all wall of weird. I I do know, yeah, I do know a little bit about the pink sauce story. All right. Because I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> how did you? How were you exposed to the pink sauce story? How did it come well, up? Well, I in saw your... something about pink sauce, and I saw a picture of the pink sauce, and then <laughs> I I was like, what the fuck is this pink sauce thing? And then Kayla explained it to me ah. because I'm a boomer, <laughs> and <laughs> so I I. This is kind of what I vaguely know. Correct me if I'm wrong. This woman on TikTok has a pink. It literally looks like 
a Power Rangers pink sauce. It's what it is as far as taste-wise, I don't know. But she was, like, shipping it to people, but she doesn't have, like, FDA approval or anything like that. So she's shipping, like, rancid bottles of this stuff oh, or man. not even bottles, like, bags of it. Yeah, yeah. So Chef Chef Pie, I think is how she pronounced her name. Pronounces her name. It's P I I. Um she is basically a TikTok Instagram type influencer person and she is also a chef and a mixologist uh, according to her. And she's <laughs> been promoting this concoction since June. Okay. And recently customers have been getting this. So I I was exposed to this through TikTok. Uh, just seeing it pop up on my feed, people talking about pink sauce, and I'm like, "What is pink sauce?" It's it's uh, intriguing, you know. And I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe it's something new to try or whatever." And it's like a challenge, like you know, the hot chip challenge or whatever. But yeah. no, this is somebody who's basically being dragged for doing all the wrong things when it comes to product development, and, you know, the food industry. Right. It sounds incredibly unsafe. I would. I would absolutely veto you trying that if you decided i'm not saying you are going to try it i'm saying if you if you were like oh, i'm going to try this somebody would be like no it's not worth what botulism you might get from that you know i will not try it and i'll tell you exactly why no i respect you for respecting yourself <laughs> well besides that every single time <laughs> every single time well i should say in various videos that mm -hmm. the chef has posted online uh, the pink sauce is a different shade of pink. Yeah. And yeah. that level of inconsistency means that there's bad product control behind the scenes. Now, people have been calling her out. People have been basically posting duets and, you know, stitches and everything with her videos, just kind of pointing out some inconsistencies about the product. Not one person has said the same thing uh, in these <laughs> In these videos, it seems it seems like it's just a compounding list of issues with this. So um, the reason why it's pink, apparently, is because she uses uh, dragon fruit in the concoction. Um, when asked what it tastes okay. like, she won't actually say what it tastes like because that adds to the mystery. She's trying to get people to buy it and try it at $20 right. a bottle, not including shipping and handling and taxes. Ugh. Um, so she wants people to buy it and try it. The, those who have braved it say that it tastes like a sweet ranch sauce. That sounds awful. It does. So the videos initially that I saw featured her drenching chicken wings, burgers, tacos, and yeah. french fries with this stuff. And it looks like there's a, there's a certain like hair product that, uh, black folks use pink lotion and it is Basically, that same level of consistency and, and, and texture see, and color. See, to me, it looks like a pink version of the Power Rangers movie. Remember the purple goo? Ivan Ooze? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that, but like a pink version of it. People have compared it to that. They've compared it to uh, Tubby Custard from Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, uh, God. They've compared it to the stuff from Hook. Uh, that the imaginary yep. food fight that they had. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, there's, as I mentioned, there's a lot of inconsistencies. For one, uh, the word vinegar, uh, is misspelled on in the ingredient list. 
Well, um, words are hard. Yeah, I, I guess. Also, numbers are hard. Uh, there are many errors on the nutrition label, according to Sean SVV on TikTok. Uh, the label says 444 servings, which is 14.4 grams per serving, which makes almost 6,300 <laughs> grams in the bottle, which is impossible. It's like a, a Heinz ketchup size <laughs> bottle. I would. Yeah. Yeah, so she posts, she's posted at least one video apologizing for, uh, you know, the inconsistencies there. But like you said, people have been receiving this in like an envelope, like a, a, a USPS envelope just wrapped over itself a couple times. And it's got milk. There's milk involved yeah. without preservatives. Um, mm, people yeah. have put it in the, in yeah. the refrigerator immediately after receiving it only to go back and find the bottle swollen, exploded, or just received it exploded in the packaging when they got it. This is not something people should try. And part of the reason why a lot of folks are hesitant to criticize it is because this is a a, a, a woman creator, this is a black creator, and we want to respect what she's trying to do here. But a lot of the steps that she's taken along the way, it's just not safe for consumption. You know, we want to support, uh, you know, but it's not, it's not giving safety. And no. <laughs> it's really no. not. So, you know, if you do want to support. If she support, goes about the right way of doing it, then yeah, support her. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a lot of black women out here who are trying to put out like, you know, various items like this. And, you know, this is unfortunate that she's putting this out there and getting so much like press about doing it wrong. Um, right. That's always so, how it happens, right? You know, the the person who makes a mess out of things becomes the most famous, and then people go, oh, that's why you can't buy from, you know, food items from people online. It's like, no. That's right. You can still support someone's little shop that has local stuff that they take great care and do things the right way. It's exactly. Just this particular – and you know what? This – this woman, I, I can't remember her name, but she, like she might get everything together and put this out the right way, and it might be a great business for her. I hope it does happen that way. Well, I hope and it she does never turn has around. Any problems. I hope it does turn around. I hope she's serious about really doing yeah. this the right way. And yeah, these missteps do teach her the right way to do it, and she comes back strong. And she, I don't know about this pink stuff though. I mean, still, it's just such an unnatural color. Even if, yeah, even if it were 100 percent safe, I more than likely would not try it. But I want to no, give it, it looks gross. I want to give some attention to somebody who is doing it right, and that's Tyler Simone Creighton. She's a, an 18-year-old CEO of her own sauce company called Sienna Sauce, um, based in Sienna, Sienna, Texas. She was on Shark Tank with her mom, and they were pitching this to the sharks. And I think one of them actually, um, you know, decided to work with her on this. But uh, I've been following. Uh, her journey after seeing her on Shark Tank and she's gotten her product in stores like Target and Walmart and stuff like that. You can still order it directly from the site. Um, obviously we're not being paid for this, but I just want to mm. give credit to uh, a black female creator uh, yeah. who's doing it for herself. You know, and, um, you know, she's got a lot of help obviously, but she is taking the initiative. She's taking, uh, the right path to go and do this, the, the safe way. God, she's uh, to, so young too. Eighteen, and she's the CEO of a sauce company. That's so freaking cool. Like I said, the name of the sauce is Sienna Sauce, and there's a lot of different sauces out there like that. And if you know any black creators, folks, 
out there who are doing things in a healthy way and you want to shed light on the product they're putting out there, please let us know. We will happily spread the word. Absolutely. But yeah, I agree with Lex. Don't try this shit. Don't try pink sauce. No, it's not worth the illness. <laughs> it it is really not. isn't. Not until it's at least, you know, gone through the proper protocols. You know, we like resnaculous stuff, but within reason, you know, you got to keep it safe. Right. Yeah. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a resnaculous limit, and that's it. Yeah. That's the limit. So, in some unfortunate resnaculous news, the Choco Taco has been discontinued. Yeah, I saw that. I did not know they still made those. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people didn't, apparently, because Klondike is discontinuing this. Oh, those were Klondike? Yeah, I guess. You know, it seems like it's one of those things that Klondike probably, like, picked up, you know, like they absorbed the company that were actually making them before or something. But, yeah, 40 years of Choco Tacos. I I remember when they used to sell these at Taco Bell. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. It, It makes sense. I mean, well, in a way, because I was, if you're, all, I was a cinnamon twist bitch through and through. <laughs> cinnamon twist bitch, part of this ballast breakfast. <laughs> so yes, Unilever, the parent company of Klondike, which made the Choco Taco, said in a statement to the Washington Post, "A necessary but unfortunate part of this process is that we sometimes must discontinue products, even a beloved item like the Choco Taco." Just can't uh, taco these chacos in this economy. <laughs> in, in this economy, you can't do it. It's a grave day. It is a grave day that we've. No, we've... that that does that really sucks though. Like <laughs> when you see something that's been around for so long, and you're like, oh, I'm never gonna get that again. Okay, cool. Right. Thanks. Yeah, um, and it, it sucks that it's that way too because it's like once you know it's going away, then you want it. You know. Yeah. Now, if they ever get rid of those, like, strawberry shortcake pops, I'm jumping off a bridge. Oh, you know? the little crunchies? The, little crunchy the crunchy ones? ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, those are good. I'm out, man. That's it. Like, that's that's it. That's my, that's, that's, that's what ends it for me. <laughs> well, let's hope they don't get to that point, because I love them little suckers, too. I know, they're so good. Always hits. Always. If you had an ice cream truck situation, that one, always a safe bet. Man, so, all right, it's finally time. Yeah. We, te- we teased this last week. San Diego Comic-Con yep. uh, just happened. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of teasing things, should let you know, this is the final episode that falls within the uh, the month of Fan Appreciation Month. So while we, while we appreciate you guys, 365, this is the last episode of Fan Appreciation Month. And because of that, we are going to announce the winner. I already uh, did the whole randomizer thing before the show. We'll oh, post shit. the video so we'll be above board and everything like that. But the winner of the Batmobile. <gasps> of I don't their, know who it is. Of their choice. Gabriel Oliveras. That's right. <gasps> <laughs> She's getting a Batmobile. Congratulations. We don't know which one yet. We haven't told her. This may be the first she's hearing of it, but <laughs> she's going to win this. I night. hope she hears it on the show. Give this a few days, Matt, and yeah. see if she hears it on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. Yep, yep. So congratulations, and thank you, everybody, who contributed and, and who joined in. And we're going to have more giveaways like this in the future, so keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. All right. And please so. reach out to Matt so that he can set up getting that over to you. Absolutely. 
So San Diego Comic-Con was uh, last week into the weekend, and there were several things that went down over there. Uh, certain things like uh, finding out that William Shatner was going to be a voice on the next season of Kevin Smith's uh, He-Man show is kind of weird and out there. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff that you would expect, too. Uh, there was no mention of Ezra Miller, nor was there mention of any type of Aquaman footage featuring one Amber Heard. But uh, DC did show up with a couple of things. They showed up with a little yeah. bit of Shazam 2. They showed a Which trailer for fine. that. Yeah, yeah. What's I, Zachary Levi looks weird in that trailer. I'm just throwing this out there. Weird how? I don't know if he's extra tan or if his hairline is not what it once was i don't know this sounds terrible i sound like an asshole <laughs> but he looks way older in it okay i think yeah i think he looks like he's aged a lot in a very short period of time well you know it's one of those things too where you know when actors do age naturally and then they try to overcompensate and younging them up they end up looking even older than they are that might be what's going on there I, that's absolutely because I have not seen a picture of him looking that way. Yeah. Just on like a red carpet. Like he looks weird in that trailer in the movie. Yeah. 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 I didn't even look that closely at him, honestly. I mean, there was so much going on in there. Like, uh, yeah, there was just a lot of action in this, in this short trailer. So mm -hmm. did you enjoy the trailer though? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a fun movie. I don't know if I need to see it in theaters. Just, you know. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like uh, I'd be okay with waiting like I did with the first movie. Sure. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. And I, I'll be honest, I'm a little more picky about, you know, what I do go to the theater to see these days. So that's probably not going to make the cut for me. But I don't know if I feel the same way about Black Adam. That movie looks pretty fun, too. I did not see the trailer for that. So I don't think there was as much a trailer as a moment that I read about. So okay. folks in attendance, when they walked into the uh, the DC Warner Brothers you know, uh, movie panel, they mm -hmm. all got these lanyards. And at a okay. certain point during the presentation, The Rock came out dressed as Black Adam. But there was like smoke all around him. And apparently he like... They found a way to make it look like he was levitating off of the ground. And then he said something about, you know, soon you will all know the true power of Black Adam. And then he, like, did his hands. And everybody's lanyards lit up like he was electrifying them and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, so this is another example of why I think it doesn't do anyone any favors not to live stream San Diego Comic-Con now. I mean, you could still be there in person and have all the fun you want and get They'll all the exclusive stuff. I, I think they're worried they're not going to, like, sell out the convention, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, especially now in, in modern times when, like, E3 is on, on the ropes. You know, they're just bringing that back in person, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think, yeah, they really need to change this. Like, the, the whole DC fandom thing, I thought that was going to be a, a revolutionary way of handling, like, these fan events and stuff. But they just went back to their old habits again. Maybe they just didn't. It didn't do as well as we hoped it. They they hoped it would. I know? guess not. It's yeah. probably really expensive to do stuff like that too. Right, right. But uh, noticeably missing from San Diego Comic Con, uh, the heavily rumored presence 
I think we even mentioned this last week of Henry Cavill. He was not there. Wasn't that just like some website was like, oh, we think this is going to happen, and that's where it came from? Yeah. That's it? I think you're right. So he wasn't there. Um, It may or may not have anything to do with the fact that uh, just five hours ago, according to Collider, they halted production on season three of The Witcher because he tested positive for COVID. Oh, well, yeah, that explains it. I mean, maybe if he was going to be there in the fir- in, in, at all, you know, who knows if he right. was even going to be there at all. So during the presentation, uh, The Rock, I guess, after the rest of the cast for Black Adam came out, it allowed The Rock time to go in the back and change back into his normal everyday human clothes as Dwayne Johnson <laughs> And come back out and answer questions, uh, you know, from the panel. And uh, someone said, hey, who do you think would win in a fight, Black Adam or Superman? And The Rock goes, well, it depends on who's playing Superman. And he kind of, like, let it sit for a second. So who knows <laughs> if That's he's funny. stoking the flames or what's going on there. So I guess we'll see. Um, other big news, at least for me, John Wick 4, they dropped the first trailer for that. I did not know they were making a John Wick 4 until I saw it, like, trending or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. They are making a John Wick 4. Um, It's looking great. I guess I need to finally go watch these movies. Yes. (laughs) I think you'd enjoy the John Wick films. I think I would, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd enjoy them. Um, Daredevil. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking excited. Daredevil's coming back in a big way. Yes. And... I want to point out, somebody tweeted this too, and I'm paraphrasing it because I don't remember who said this, but kudos to you if you're somehow listening to this. But somebody said that the Save Daredevil campaign got more done than Restore the Snyderverse, and they didn't have to bully or dox anybody to get it done. Because we are getting Charlie Cox voicing Daredevil on the new Spider-Man freshman year cartoon. Yeah, we know that he's going to. Uh, we, well, of course, by now everybody knows that he uh, made a guest appearance in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Right. He's also going to be in the She-Hulk show in his mm-hmm. original uh, red and yellow costume somehow. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But the biggest news is Marvel TV is they've greenlit a Daredevil show. 18 episodes, 18 episodes, no other Disney show, no Disney Marvel show has gotten that big of an order. Mm-hmm. It's like called Daredevil Born Again, and it's him, Vincent D'Onofrio, guaranteed to be on there. Yeah. Rumors are maybe Jessica Jones is going to be back, too. We don't know, but... Yeah, I think um, I think that shows how much, like, like how well he's loved by the fans, right? Yeah. And how much they believe in him rather than investing in a movie, um, which I am glad they did not make a movie. I don't want them to make a movie of Daredevil. I have no interest in that. I think it works as a TV series. Yeah. And uh, we're getting it. So congratulations, everybody. This is good news. Yeah. I really want to go back and rewatch the the Netflix one. Yeah. So they announced a whole lot of other Marvel stuff. You know, they got deep into the into the weeds about like the Phase Five, Phase Six, and all that stuff. Plans. Yeah. Um, they they reaffirmed certain projects were coming back uh, that they haven't mentioned for a long time. Um, 
they uh, what what did they do? They showed a preview for Guardians of the Galaxy three that has not been released online. And of course, James Gunn, you know, he's open about that sort of thing. So he came out and said, yeah, look, it's a great trailer. Everybody there loved it. But the CGI is not where it should be. And we saw what you guys did to that She-Hulk trailer before it was done. Uh, So we wanted to tune it up a little bit more before we released it to the public. So that's fair. Understandable. (laughs) <laughs> it's very understandable. The fans are the ones who are not understandable or reasonable. Yeah, yeah, they are. Are not rather. So you lose. We lose privileges like seeing a trailer like that early because yeah. people are being assholes. So I am, of course, bearing the lead. The biggest thing that came out of Hall H, the Marvel presentation, of course, was we finally got the trailer for Black Panther: uh, Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. and. Oh. I mean, there reportedly was not a dry eye in the house. I can I can report that there was not a dry eye in this house when no, that trailer dropped. No, it was. We yeah, same here. It was intense to watch. Um, yeah. Beautiful. It's gonna be a great movie. It's like, gonna you be. You can just feel movie. it. You can just feel it watching that trailer. I mean, we could have we could have made the whole episode about this because yeah. I mean, you know how much I I, I love the the black panther character how much i mm-hmm. love that first movie how much it meant to me to be able to see that on the screen and, and to get people there to see it in person when we did that uh that screening yeah you know with the kids and everything and it was just it was a great moment uh my <laughs> uh terry gant who owns uh third coast comics of course mm-hmm. you know he he joked at one point he was like there was no better time to be a black comic store owner than when that movie <laughs> came out. <laughs> he was like, I was on NPR. I was in the paper. Yeah. I was able to get interviews everywhere. Like, yeah, man. Oh, that so makes sense. That's great. We're going to see that again, I think. This this trailer, it was amazing. And I implore everybody, obviously people have watched it by now, but I, the line where it all, it already started tugging on your heartstrings with that, that, uh, that touching rendition of No Woman, No Cry by Thames. Mm-hmm. And it segued into Kendrick Lamar's All Right. Almost mm-hmm. as if it was like reaffirming, like, we're going to be all right. Like, all this stuff is going on. But there was one moment in the trailer where it was just like, they didn't have to go this hard. We knew this was going to be an amazing movie. We knew this was going to be an amazing trailer. But when Angela Bassett said, you know, you've taken my entire family from me. Yeah, I have nothing else to lose. I have nothing else to give. I swear to God, I haven't been able to make it through that trailer without crying yet. I'm wondering how, what's the like context in which T'Challa is going to die in? Because that makes it seem like an enemy killed him. Yeah. And speaking of enemies, we got our first look at Namor, played by Tenak Huerta. Did we know ahead of time that, that Namor was going to be in this? Because I don't remember that. It was heavily rumored. It was almost okay. confirmed a couple of times because uh, people kept seeing, like, product imagery and leaks and okay. stuff like that. But, you know, I try to look the other direction from that and just take yeah, it with a I grain of salt. Yeah, I didn't see any of that stuff. Because I, like I like to see the official, like, release of that sort of thing. But um, Huerta was at the panel. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so cool, like, you know... This is the first mainstream 
successful across all all levels across the board superhero movie for the black community and mm-hmm. just to see how appreciative and how just emotional Huerta was when he was like I'm just so honored to be a part of this yeah it was really just such a moving moment there too in fact mm-hmm. he goes it's an honor I come from the hood and thanks to inclusion I am here I wouldn't be here without inclusion a lot of kids are there in their hood looking at us dreaming to be here and they're gonna make it oh and he's yeah. right he's right it's this it's this yeah this franchise has just inspired so many creators and so many and people just living their daily lives just to to know we're gonna be all right you know yeah and I think that it's it's incredibly powerful and beautiful for Ryan Coogler to take take what he has the this shitty hand that that has been dealt, which is the loss of Chadwick. Right, and, right. And to elevate black women in, it, like, the black women of Wakanda are the stars now. And they were always, like, incredibly central to the, the like, that whole, like, it's a very matriarchal universe, right? Like, that's what they seem to constantly imply in the first film and everything like that. Right. Um, and, and the fact that and they're just so fine with that. They're, they're, it's completely yes. organic and not forced at all. They don't like, right. you know, look at the camera and say, yeah, look at us. You know, they're like, right. that's just how is, it is. And this is like elevating that even further, I feel like, from that trailer. Yeah. Um, from the music choices, from the visuals, from, it sounds like the plot line, like all of it. Yeah. So the Dora Milaje are back in a big way. Um, Yes. You know, we, we saw glimpses of them. We also caught a, a glimpse at um, Michaela Cole. She's going to yeah. be in it, too. Which was, that was a surprise announcement, correct? Yeah. Well, to we me, at least. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know about it either, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o's back, of course. You know, I've I've long said, like, I I need to see her back on the screen. Just because she was such a great part of that there first was movie. A, there was a moment in that trailer where there was a baby being born. Right. And that that was interesting. Too. That was interesting. Because it makes you wonder how how big is the time jump here? What all is going on? Yeah, yeah. Whose child is that? I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of moments in that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot, you know. They showed us what they wanted to show us. I yeah, like yeah. I trust Ryan Coogler. I mean, oh, he's absolutely giving me no reason director. to doubt him at at any point. I mean, his his movies have been amazing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Needless to say, I'm just going to say it here. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I'm written out at the theater to see this movie and I'm taking whoever wants to go with me. Yeah. And if we got empty seats, then I'm opening it up to whoever else wants to come through. This is something that should be enjoyed together. And that's what's going to happen. That's just, I'm, I'm so excited. If I was local, I'd be there, obviously. Right on. But, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the big moment for me for Comic Con. Yeah, that was that was the moment of the show. And I think they've broken some records of like how many people have viewed the trailer too. Oh, I hadn't seen that. But that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's really like I think it's double the views of the original Black Panther trailer or something wow. like that. Oh, yeah. And oh, I should also mention um the song itself, though No Woman No Cry by Thames, uh, mm-hmm. that was made special for the movie. 
it is available now on Spotify and it's part of a, um, a mini album called the Wakanda Forever Prologue that oh. they released today. God. So yeah, it's out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with Namor's, uh, story because apparently they're going to, they're going to work in some, um, you know, uh, some Aztec culture and myth into his oh, character. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like this is a, this is a, a necessary move for this character, at least in as much to differentiate him from Aquaman, you know? Right. Because who, who cares about either one? Exactly. Especially Namor. Sorry. Yeah. We Sorry, didn't care about Namor. Aquaman until Jason Momoa was Aquaman. We didn't care about. Some people still don't care about Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there have been stories where he's had a little bit more of an edge in the comics. You know, when he lost his hand, Aquaman, that is. You know, um, but Namor has never been a character who struck me as as anything but a, a, an inconvenience. You know, um, famously in the comics, he's been the uh, the wannabe side piece for Sue Storm. Yeah, I remember that. You know, for Mrs. Fantastic. Uh, he's also been a member of a weird thrown together team named the Defenders. Not the Defenders from the show. Mm-hmm. The Defenders who are Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Namor for some reason. Um, yeah. Namor has also been a member of the Illuminati, one of the holders yes. of the Infinity Stones in the comics. So there's a lot to pull from here, but I think what they're, what they're really trying to drive, uh, what they're trying to divine from this is the animosity between Namor and T'Challa. But of course, with T'Challa not being there, is he responsible for that? I don't know. This, this could be really interesting. Right. I'm, if they want to make him the most hated character in the Marvel cinematic oh. universe, sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Immediately. The ultimate villain, I guess. Uh, sure. <laughs> so we'll see what Ryan Coogler and the rest of these folks have up their sleeves, but I'm excited to say the least. Same. Yeah. All right. So that's everything I got. Yep. I'm bringing a wall of weird to the table. <laughs> wall and, of weird. <laughs> and, and I will say that I am mostly bringing this to the table just so I can read a quote. Okay. From this article. <clears throat> from the guardian yes chess robot chess is in the board game chess robot grabs and breaks the finger of seven-year-old opponent wow coming this in hot. happened in moscow <laughs> what'd you say so he's coming in hot already <laughs> yep <laughs> okay moscow incident occurred because the child violated safety rules by taking a turn too quickly what <laughs> okay all right <laughs> Last week, according to Russian media outlets, a chess-playing robot apparently unsettled by the quick responses of a seven-year, seven-year-old boy unceremoniously grabbed and broke the finger of the boy during a match in the Moscow Open. Holy shit. This, <laughs> this is the reason that I have this article. <laughs> the robot broke the child's finger. Sergey uh, Lazarev, mm-hmm. president of Moscow's Chess Federation, told TASS news agency after the incident, adding that the machine had played previous exhibitions without any any upset. So he said, the robot broke the child's finger. 
this is of course bad. <laughs> of course. I mean, I love that he's like, mm, this, is, this is of course bad. Like, oh no, I need to show sympathy here. I need to show yeah. a little bit of. It broke child's finger. It did without incident before. This is of course bad. Though. This, is not, this is not ideal. You know. This is this not, not ideal, no. but child broke rules. Rules <laughs> are very important. Hey, child um, broke rules, a robot break finger. <laughs> this is Russia. This is how we do. Oh man, that's video of the incident. Published by Baza Telegram Channel shows the boy's finger being pinched by the robotic arm for several seconds before a woman followed by three men rushed in to free him and ushered him away. All right. So, yes, that quote was definitely worth sharing this article. This is already some creepy shit. But can we focus a moment on the fact that they rationalized that the robot was unsettled? By the yeah. quick response of the seven-year-old boy, I they they blame the child this yes. whole time, which is which is absolutely unhinged. I mean, user error, sure. But this is this is what he kept he kept saying. This he said there are certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated them. <laughs> like the boy knew. Like you made a seven-year-old child play a robot. Right. Right. No, no, no. That's not that's not right at all. That's like saying, "Oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have pushed the uh the button so fast on the pop machine after you put your money in there." So, of course, it's going to like clock you in the head with a can. Hey, you should know this, 7-year-old child. What says, when he made his move, he did not realize he had he first had to wait. This is an extremely rare case. The first <laughs> I can recall. Oh, uh, that I can recall. <laughs> um the child, this is what uh, Lazarev said. He said, the child made a move, and after that, we need to give time for the robot to answer. But the boy hurried, and the robot grabbed him. Yeah, and he said, either either way, he said, the robot suppliers were going to have to think again. Oh. I'm, I think they might go back to the drawing board with how, um, yeah. Yeah. But what I love is that this says people rushed to help and pulled out the finger of the young player, but the fracture could not be avoided. (laughs) So basically child did play the next day, by the way, he finished the tournament volunteers helped to record the moves. Thankfully the kid was okay. Was not overly traumatized by it. Uh, We'll see. So whoever designed this robot created created a Decepticon, and basically now we have this to deal with along with everything else in the world. That's great. Good job, guys. No, I I love because I love how much they fucking hate these kids. I yeah. because it the, more quotes in here. It has performed at many opens, meaning it being the robot. Apparently, children need to be warned. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It's a living. Wow, dude. This has never happened before. There are <laughs> there are such accidents. I wish the boy good health. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's some inconsistencies here because one person is saying it happens. Another person is saying this has never happened before. Well, guess what? Now you can't deny it. It happened. He's saying it doesn't happen, but accidents happen like at the same time. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite part of that and the reason that I was like I need to bring this to the wall of weird was when he goes this is of course this is of course bad this is of course like, bad 
This is, of course, bad. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Thank you. It is bad <laughs> that a fucking robot broke a child's finger. It's, you know, you can really tell how much he cares for the boy just from that statement alone right there. Just, yeah. man, what a caring individual. Holy yeah. shit. Well, that was, yeah, that was Walla Weird Worthy right there. Good job. Very, very Weird. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed this time together. We hope you folks have as well. If you want more shenanigans, you need to go over to patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Sign up. Be a That's patron true. over there. At any level, you get access to our Discord channel. You get to chat with us directly. Pitch ideas for the show. Laugh at me being completely frightened by et because you know that's a thing yeah enjoy our shenanigans yeah you know we're we're like a fucking vaudeville become an adventurer join our cult yeah give me money that's the plan <laughs> that is involved in joining the patreon you know just that's usually how it goes it is of yes. course unfortunate um <laughs> if you'd like to follow us across social media we're at lex and matt everywhere you want to be baby so come and check us out and look forward to more in the future. That was so vague, but it felt right. So here you go. Yeah. This is, of course, bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, all of your all of your listening. I can't talk. What the fuck is wrong with me? Keep it in. Cut it. Get rid of it. Keep it. No. Well, I'll leave it in. You remember on Reboot when Hexadecimal was... F- like flashing back and forth between those different masks when she would wave her hand in front yeah. of her face. That's the that's the vibe you were given right there yeah. when you were going yeah. back and forth. Keep it no. Well mm, um, yeah. <laughs> keep it. We'll leave it in. Thanks for listening, okay. folks. I'm Matt Peters. <laughs> and I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.